listening to The Potato Podcast, presented by Columbia Media Group. You can listen to past episodes on thepotatopodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. If you enjoy the episode, be sure to give us a like and leave a review. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Potato Podcast. Thank you for joining us again. I am your host, Dave Alexander, and... Um, Today we're going to address uh, two issues that are, are huge for growers, labor and herbicides. Um, so ask yourself this question, what would you do if you did not have herbicides? How would you manage your weeds? Well, recently Bayer has decided to quit selling Roundup to the consumer market by uh, January of 2023. So will glyphosate still be available to the commercial market? Well, we it is for now, but we don't know, frankly, what's going to happen in the future. Um, but if you're growing any kind of Roundup-ready crop, this has got to be a major concern. So there are also there's a, a host of herbicides that are no longer registered, and, and who knows what's going to happen in the future to those that are registered now. So what would you do without herbicides? Uh, today, we're going to talk with uh, Paul Mikesell. He's with a company uh, called Carbon Robotics, and um, they're an agricultural robotics company. They manufacture an autonomous robotic weeder. I have to make sure I say that right. An, autonom- an autonomous robotic weeder that uses high-powered lasers to kill weeds. So... Paul, thank you for joining us today on the Potato Podcast. Um, welcome, and uh, maybe let's start with a, a little bit of background uh, on you. Just keep that short, if you will, and and how you came up with this robotic weeder and, and why. Yeah, great. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me on. Um, you know, my background really is from the deep, deep tech world, a lot of computer vision, robotics, robotic controls, electronic controls, and... Um, when you say autonomous, what we really think about is automating processes that traditionally requires a lot of either human labor or other techniques that people find not very useful for one reason or another. And so tackling um, herbicide use is only one of the things that we're focusing on with our machine, um, but it is an important aspect. So the, the way that these machines that we built work, and you can see these, we have a bunch of videos on, on the internet, we have our YouTube channel, and there's some Twitter stuff that we do, but these are basically self, self-driving. Um, they're about 9,000 pounds. They have a large number of very high-powered lasers on them. And these lasers are, they come from the, uh, the machining industry, actually. They're usually used for cutting metal, so they're very, very high-powered. And we have a lot of control over the direction and aiming of these lasers through our computer vision system. And so what our machines do is they automatically or autonomously find these weeds by looking out the cameras that are pointing down the bottom of the robot. And we can, uh, uh, in real time, discover where the weeds are and then target the lasers and kill them. And this has proven to be very effective. And so... You know, if you ask, well, why would I want to use a laser system over um, either herbicides or hand weeding or 
or things of that nature. Well, for the for the herbicide issues, there's certainly the organic market, where if you're if you're growing an organic crop, you just don't have a lot of tools once you get into the season and you know your your crops are post-emergent and you're trying to figure out how to manage your weed population without damaging your crops. There's just not a great set of tools there, you know, even in the herbicide, even from herbicides, particularly for organics, but even in, in the conventional fields. If you've ever seen a, we did a lot of work early on in onions. So if you've ever seen an onion field after it's been sprayed with any number of, of chemicals that you might apply later in the season, um, the onions just wind up falling down and they look really hurt. And that kind of activity on a plant will ultimately hurt its growth and quality of produce. And, and actually the nutrient content, um, as there's been a lot of studies to, to look at these things, and you can, you can actually see it in the vegetables themselves if you cut them open and compare a conventional um, piece of produce with something that was organically grown. Um, and then there's the kind of long-term effects on the ground and what happens to the soil health over time. And so um, there's a lot of reasons to try to stay away from these herbicides. The labor is sort of the other side of that coin, which is obviously becoming more difficult over time. Issues with uh, border um, immigration, H2A visas. Um, I'm sure these are things everybody's struggling with. Also, this is um, just really, it's, exp it's an expensive way to weed your crops. And it's highly variable. And so we like the moving towards a solution that is autonomous, doesn't require people, and herbicide-free, doesn't require chemicals. And it really is just a destruction of the, of the, of the weeds themselves specifically through these very high-powered lasers. Okay, so I've seen fire uh, systems mm -hmm. that actually use a little flame, mm -hmm. and I'm, yeah. I'm assuming that the laser is a lot more accurate using your camera technology. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. You can think of it as the, the you know, using the flaming, using a propane torch or a row of propane, propane torches to burn down a field pretty emergent to try to keep the weeds at bay before your crops come up. Um, it's, it's effective, doesn't hurt the crops because the crops aren't up yet, and only kills the weeds that have germinated. Um, so that's, a, that's, a, that's an effective pre-emergent strategy. One way to think about our laser solution is to do a very targeted version of that same technique, but only touching the weeds. And so that means you can do this all the way through your season, all the way up to harvest if you wish, and we can uh, target those weeds in between your crops and we don't touch the crops. And so one, that's a good way to think about this product as a very targeted version of that same effect that the flaming will have, will have early, very early in the season. Well, you mentioned um, organic, and there's not very yeah. many tools for organic growers. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, I can imagine this technology would allow some growers to pivot to, to organic. And, you know, yeah. just in a, as an example, why would you want to do that? Vidalia onions are, are one example I can think of, which are typically $10, 9 to $10 more per carton for yeah. the organic variety than the conventionally grown. So that's something for, for growers to think about and would be easier to recover the cost. And, and so let, let's talk about the cost and the ROI a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, so we've done this for a number of seasons now. 
And the numbers that we are seeing from growers that use our product is they save on their weeding bills between 50 and 80%. So it's 50 to 80% cheaper to do weeding with our product than it is with a combination of labor and herbicides or, what, or whatever other tools you're using. Because the, the fact that the, the machine is so targeted means that we don't spend a lot of time doing things on, uh, other than just hit the weeds directly. Um, and it's also very effective and so one effect that we've found is because we can get in early and kill these weeds when they're extremely small, um, smaller than a human would be able to see them. Um, you, you can see them if you really get down on your knees and, and stare at them, but if you're out there trying to pull weeds, you're never going to see these things. But we can go in there and kill them that early. And so what that means is your future weed flushes are, are lighter, they're uh, less repetitive, and they have less damage into the field because none of those weeds get to the point that they actually start really rooting. Um, and, you know, you've seen in fields where you may be able to pull the weeds out, but there's, they've gotten far enough along that they've actually damaged your crops because they mix in with the roots and, you know, physically crowd your crops out. And so since we get in there so early and kill these weeds before they've actually done any physical damage to the environment, um, the weed flushes are, are smaller and simpler, and they do, they cause less damage to the crop. Hmm. Interesting. You're saying because uh, I'm not buying herbicides, um, I'm not running a sprayer, physically yeah. paying someone to run a sprayer, you're going to save, you said, 50 to 80%? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it's not just, and it's not just, the, it's not just the, the cost savings. It's also, at the end of the day, you get, you get a better stand count, and you get higher quality produce. Interesting. So people usually wind up buying us, buying our product for the ROI, but they they see the added benefits of better quality produce and higher stand count as wow. they use the machine. <clears throat> well, that sounds pretty awesome to me. Um, okay, so what about physically doing it? Autonomous, uh, basically, how do they program it? to yeah. then hit the button and be like, okay, I'm going to go have lunch now. Yeah, the, um, the machine itself knows how to see furrows. So the, the, the rows that your tractor tires are already driving down when you're running your planters, our machine can see those furrows through a computer vision model using, using a similar technique that we use to, to detect the weeds. Except in this case, we're detecting the furrows and we're looking out of a front-facing camera. And so we can automatically drive down those furrows and just completely using vision. And so that's a, that's a pretty straightforward process. You know, once, once, we've, once we got the algorithm all figured out and the, the vision techniques from there, targeting the wheels of the robot to follow these furrows is pretty straightforward. And then to know where the end of the row is, Yes. Um, there's a, we'll do a GPS boundary of the field. And so we don't need to mark out all of the rows. We just need to mark out the edge of the field where it's time to turn around. And then there's a second boundary that says the safe area in which the machine needs to accomplish its turnaround within. And so that's all you need to set up, and the machine just knows how to go. So you... Do you have people go out and train? Um, yeah, we'll new go. Yeah, and, yeah, we'll we'll go out and help and set it up, and we'll set up the GPS boundary for you, 
um, and, you know, show you everything you need to know about the machine. Other than that, you know, it's basically um, put it where you want it to start and let it go. So um, how does it go? How uh, how fast does this thing uh, run? I mean, it, we, we're dealing with some pretty large potato farms in, in the sure. West. And uh, yeah. would one machine to take care of if it ran? Like the cool thing, I guess, is it can run 24 hours a day. Yeah, it can run 24-7. It's um, power production comes from a diesel engine um, that is driving a hydraulic system that we use for turning the wheels and steering. And it's also driving an electric generator that runs all of our computers and cameras, um, et cetera. And so the machines are in field. They'll run between one and two miles per hour. And people usually wind up uh, utilizing multiple machines in parallel. So you can you can kind of figure out how many how many rows of worth of robots you need to get through your field in time, and that's that's pretty straightforward math. And, and so then you know it's just a fleet of machines taking care of your field, and um, that's kind of it, really. And then of course uh, maintenance, putting them back in the shed and making sure yeah the diesels running yeah, and well and yeah, and you want to do some winterizing if you're going to keep them somewhere. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you're not using any kind of NDVI type technology at all. This is all just based on the cameras that are on board. Yeah, that's that's right. So there 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 are a number of cameras on board that are used to do weed detection, and then a separate set that are used to do laser targeting. Um, NDVI is is a is a technique for taking. Um, camera imagery from a different spectrum. So your typical vision-based camera is this RGB. It's, it's red, green, blue colored uh, receptors. And in NDVI, it focuses on red and uh, near IR. So it's, it's, it's a similar type of camera using a different spectrum. And then there's an algorithm you can use to figure out what the vegetative index is on the NDVI. And so that's a technique that we have experimented with, but you're correct that our cameras today are all in color. So they're all RGB cameras today. We do have some NDVI research work going on. But, um, so again, NDVI is, a, is an algorithm on top of a type of camera that's slightly different than the vision camera that you're probably used to seeing. But you're not using NDVI not on your equipment yeah, at not all? T- not today. Yeah, not today. How, do, um, how does the camera differentiate between different weeds or what's yeah. a weed and, yeah. and what is a, a potato shoot? Yeah, that's good. That's a great question. So, um, you know how, if you're using, maybe you're using Facebook or any of these other social media platforms and you, you put a picture up and it suggests that in the background of that photo, that person might be your cousin or your, or your uncle or something like that. Or if you use, um, you know, some of the Google image searches and you're looking for a certain thing, sometimes it'll automatically find um, objects within an image. Um, this is a, generally a, a technique in computer vision um, called deep learning, and it employs what's called a neural net. So it's basically trying to simulate the human vision system. And so you may have heard these terms in AI, and yes. and uh, d- deep learning, if you've heard these terms before. 
So this is this is a technique that we've taken and applied to plant detection. So instead of you know trying to find people or figure out you know is this a chair or is this a couch in this image kind of kind of thing, we use it to figure out is are we looking at a at a potato or is this a lamb's quarter or a purse leg? And so it's it involves um, it is kind of the latest in computer vision technology. It's some stuff that we helped to develop at a at a different company. I was at in my past. And it's, uh, it's very effective. It, what it means is we have to come grab images out of the field, and, we, and those images need to contain the types of crops and types of weeds we're looking for, and then we'll, we'll train these neural nets to detect them. So we do that as part of our machines being in the field. As a setup. Uh, we'll, yeah, that's right. We'll, we'll do a run and just grab pictures first. And that, um, that process of going from a set of pictures to a model that is, we, we call the, the output of this training process the, that runs on the neural net, we call it a model. The, the, um, the process of going from imagery to an effective model is about 24 hours. So we can get in there and do this pretty quick. Setup time is relatively fast. And our people uh, do that for the, for the growers. Hmm. Yeah, and... There is a, you've got a, some neat videos on your website, which is uh, carbonrobotics.com, and we'll put a link to that in the, in the show notes. Um, yeah. But there are some neat videos on there that show the machines operating, and I'd love to see one run in person because they look really cool. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. Yeah, you bet. We can, uh, we can certainly have you out to some fields if you're out there in, in Idaho next time we're out that way, probably in March, April. Yeah. Yep. I'd be up for that. So what, um, what are you working on in for the future? And obviously oh, you'll yeah. keep improving, but anything yeah. you can divulge? We do have some, um, uh, some pretty exciting work for some other products, um, coming out next year. And, um, we're continuing to investigate different kinds of innovations we can do on the farm with our farm partners and, and customers. Um, so we do intend over time to be able to tackle um, a bunch of different automation processes on the farm generally, everything from weed control, um, you know, harvesting, packing, sorting, boxing, wrapping, uh, loading, all of that stuff is all areas where we see autonomy really having in place and we're going to continue to explore that and that's uh that's only going to help throughput and and at the end of the day so we look forward yeah. to seeing what what you come up with yeah um, i mean that's really our if our if we're not helping farmers then we haven't done our job so that's really our overriding principle is giving farmers a good roi making sure you can grow consistently um and and have a lot better control over what's happening all right. Well, um, I think we'll wrap this up, but I, I encourage people to uh, take a look at the website. Again, it's carbonrobotics.com, and you'll, it's quite eye-opening. And um, thank you today, Paul, for joining us on, on the Potato Podcast. Uh, we really appreciate it and loved uh, learning about this new technology, which uh, appears to me is going to once it gets uh, out there, really out there, is really going to change things as far as the labor front for 
growers and of course being able to grow without chemicals and and at least cut back on them you bet yeah thank, thanks for having me dave and um please check out our website if you want to see some interesting videos if you're if nothing else it's just really fun to watch very good thanks again have a good day you bet thanks The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are for informational purposes only, and solely those of the podcast participants, contributors, and guests, who do not constitute an endorsement by or necessarily represent the views of Columbia Media Group or its affiliates. 